Hallelujah. Can we just give the Lord a good hand clap? He is worthy of the praise. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, let's give Lord some praise. He's worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of all the glory. I'm going to take it easy because I'm going to rev up later in my message. So let me take it easy. You can have a seat. Um, in my Kojic tradition, I give honor to God who is my life. I give honor to President Hagen. I give honor to VP Wenschlock. I give honor to all the deans of all the colleges, in particular my dean, William Tibbetts. I give honor to all the directors, all the professors. I give honor to all the students and staff here at North Central. A special acknowledgement to Pastor Hartwell. In the back there, I give honor to you. So glad to see you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. We're going to get right to the word. Are you ready for the word today? Oh, man, that's only a few people. Are you ready for the word today? All right. Father God, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your love and kindness. We thank you for being so good. Lord, I ask that you'll take me out of the way and you have your way. I must decrease while you increase. Speak your words to these, your people. And Lord, let something be said today that will make a difference in someone's life. Let someone get healed today. Let someone get delivered today. Let someone get set free today. Let someone get saved today. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, we pray. The topic of my message today is the answer to why is who. Would you repeat that? The answer to why is who. The answer to why is who. All right. The movie Unstoppable portrays Bethany Hamilton, who was born to surf. She was a natural talent who took to the waves at a young age. She lived a surfer girl's life on the Kauai coast and competed in national competitions when her life was suddenly changed. On Halloween morning, Bethany was on a typical ocean outing when a 14-foot tiger shark came out of nowhere and seemed to destroy all her dreams. She lost her left arm and nearly her life. There is a scene in the movie where Bethany asks her dad, why? Why did I have to lose my arm when I'm a champion surfer? The Lord her dad gave her encouragement, and then she went on, despite her handicap, to continue to be a champion surfer. I want to talk to you about a man in the Bible who had asked many why questions. As human beings, we ask the why questions when faced with the trials of life. My scripture text, Job chapter 3, verse 11 if you'll turn your Bibles to Job chapter 3, 
Why wasn't I born dead? Why didn't I die as, a, as I came from the womb? Why was I laid on my mother's lap? Why did she nurse me at her breast? Oh, verse 20. Oh, why give light to those in misery and life to those who are bitter? They long for death and it won't come. They search for death more eagerly than for hidden treasure. They filled with joy when they finally die and rejoice when they find the grave. In chapter 1, Job is described as a blameless and upright man. A man who feared God and avoided evil. Job was a man of great moral character. Because of his way of living, God prospered him. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in the area. In the dialogue with God and Satan, Satan says, you have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. God not only wants us to prosper, he desires for us to be protected. Can I get an amen? God blesses his people and causes them to increase. Satan's purpose is the opposite. He desires to steal, kill, and destroy God's people. It is important for us to recognize that Satan cannot penetrate God's hedge of protection unless God allows it. Can I get an amen from somebody? It, Job suffered significant loss and pain as a result of the hedge being removed. Job lost his wealth and possessions. He lost his children and the respect of his wife. He lost his health, and he even lost the will to live. I really want to paint the picture as to what Job experienced physically and emotionally. Intense pain. My bones are pierced in me at night, and my gnawing pains take, me, take no rest. Peeling and darkening skin. My skin grows black and falls from me. Pus fill erupting sores. My flesh is caked with worms and dust. My skin is cracked and breaks out afresh. Anorexia and emation. My bone clings to my skin and to my flesh. Fever. My bones burn with fever. Depression. I load my life. I would not live forever. Weeping. My face is flushed with weeping. Sleeplessness. When I lie down, I say, when shall I rise and the night be ended? Nightmares. Then you scare me with dreams and terrify me with visions. Putrid breath. My breath is offensive to my wife. This is how I know that there's nothing new under the sun. Wives have been telling their husbands for years, your breath stink. Am I the only husband in the, in the house, right? Am I the only husband that, oh, well, let's keep going. Difficulty breathing. He will not allow me to catch my breath. Fail and vision on my eyelids is the shadow of death. Haggard looks. 
painful swollen sores all over his body, intense itching. This condition lasted for months. I too have been assigned months of futility, long and weary nights of misery. To add insult to injury, Job lost the respect of his friends. They accused him of being a sinner. Eliphaz asked, stop and think. Do the innocent die when have the upright been destroyed? In other words, Job must be guilty of something. Bildad also suggested secret sins. And if you're pure and live with integrity, Zophar implied that maybe Job had suffered enough for his sins. Listen, God is doubtlessly punishing you far less than you deserve. The Bible refers to Satan as the accuser of the brethren. He's ruthless and he will use people to wrongfully accuse you. Can I get a name from somebody? Satan uses Job's friends to accuse him. Their intentions were good, but nevertheless, they came with pointing fingers. You're a sinner. You did it. That's why you're going through what you're going through. And they were wrong. Job ultimately gets angry with the accusations and defends himself. Job 13.2, I know as much as you do. You are no better than I am. As for you, you smear me with lies. As physicians, you are worthless quacks. A very critical lesson that we can learn from the book of Job. It is that God is always good. Can I get an amen from somebody? We serve an awesome God. We serve a good God. We serve a God that loves us with an everlasting love. We serve a God that cares for us. He cares for our future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, Lord, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Satan is always bad. Can I get an amen on that? Satan is always bad. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life. Jesus came to give us life and that more abundantly. Understand, when you come to the cross, your life doesn't just stop there. We get life at the cross when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. But we have everlasting life when we go beyond the cross. God has called us to live beyond the cross. God has called us to live supernatural lives. Am I talking to anybody here? So God says that I've given you life. Jesus says I've given you life and life more abundantly. Because of all what Job went through, he asked the why questions. Job cursed the day he was born. Job desired to die. Job complains and challenges God. Job was depressed. Anybody been depressed lately? Job spoke things to God that was beyond his knowledge and ability to know. He asked God why. Has anybody asked God why lately? Why didn't you let me die at birth? Why didn't you dry up my mother's breast so that I would starve? Why do you keep wretched people like me alive? How do you expect me to have hope and patience? What do you think I'm made of anyway? Stone? Metal? 
if life is so short, does it have to be to, to be miserable too? These are the questions that Job was asking God. Why don't you back off and quit hurting me for a while? What did I ever do to you that I became the target for your arrows? Why don't you forgive me before I die and it's too late? How can mortal man be righteous before a holy God? Why do you favor the wicked? Since you've already decided I'm guilty, why should I even try? Has any of you said that lately? Why should I even try? You've been praying to God and seems like God is not hearing you and seems like he's not responding. And some of you right here, someone sitting down right now says, why should I even try? I'm done praying. I'm, I'm done reading the word. I'm through. I've been screaming out, why, 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 why? And you ain't listening. You're the one who created me, so why are you destroying me? Why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy? Why don't you let me meet you somewhere face to face so I can state my case? Why didn't you set a time to judge wicked man? As you read most of the book of Job, it would appear that God is silent. Have you been praying and it seems like God is silent? I want you to understand that God will never leave you nor forsake you. I want you to understand that God knows where you are. I've prayed and prayed and wondered, God, do you hear me? Do you hear me? I'm praying. David says, I cry out to you, Lord. Do you hear me? He listens to the conversations between Job and his wife, Job and his friends, and Job and Elihu. After listening to others give Job useless advice, God answers to Job in a dramatic way, out of a whirlwind. We serve an awesome God, don't we? He comes out of a whirlwind to answer Job. Job 38 and 1. Then the Lord answered Job out of the strong wind, and said, who is this that makes words of wisdom dark by speaking, speaking without much learning? Now get ready like a man, and I will ask you some questions, and you answer me. Where were you when I began building the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who decided how big it was to be since you know? Who looked to see if it was as big as it should be? What was it built upon? Who laid its first stone? When the morning stars sang together, all the sons of God called out for joy. Who shut up the sea? with doors, when it's rushed out from its secret place? Who has cut open a way for the flood and path for the thunderstorm? Who brings rain on the land without people, on the desert without a man in it, to fill the need of the wasted land, to make the grass grow? Does the rain have a father? Man. Woo! Does the rain have a father? Who has given birth to the drops of rain? What an awesome God we serve. Who gave birth to ice? 
Man, I'm preaching better than you reacted. Who gave birth to ice? And who gave birth to the snow water of heaven? Water becomes hard like stone, and the top of the sea is covered with ice. God begins to ask Job these who questions, and we see the power, the awesomeness of God. He reveals his character himself in these questions. One of the questions that God asks Job is, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. As we read through Job's chapter 38 through 9, 39, God asks Job one question after the other. God's questions to Job ultimately reveals that God is the creator he is the creator. Am I talking to anyone here? He is the creator of the universe. He is an awesome God. He's a powerful God. He's a mighty God. He's an all-powerful God. He's a great God. And so as he asked the question of Job's, who, 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 who built the earth? As the question continues, God asks Job some more direct questions. God wasn't done with Job. Job 38, 12. Have you ever commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to rise in the east? Verse 16. Have you explored the springs from which the seas come? Have you explored their depths? Verse 31, can you direct the movement of the stars? Woo! Can you move the stars? The stars, can you move the sun? Can you move the moon? Can you move the planets? How do they hang in the air like that? Who does that? Binding the cluster of the Pleiades, or loosening the cords of Orion. Can you shout to the clouds and make it rain? I don't know about you, but at this point, I would be peeing in my pants. Huh? When God asking these kind of questions, I'm about to say, oh, snap. Oh, Wow. As we read the first 37 chapters of the book of Job, we see Job suffering and we see the questions that he asks. God is silent. God does not respond. And that's why I want to share this message today. The Lord impressed upon my heart that there's a number of us that are asking the why questions. We've been praying and, and it seems like God is silent. My son is going through that phase right now. He's been asking the why questions, and he's been praying, and, and the Lord is really dealing with him. He's growing. He's maturing. He, he recently started speaking in tongues. I said, Blake, keep going. Keep, keep on seeking God. He, it may seem like he's silent. It may seem like he doesn't hear you, but I want to encourage you that he's listening, and he's right there hearing you. Then when God, then we get to chapter 38, we see God has his own questions 
for Job. Instead of giving Job what he wanted and thought he needed, God reveals his character and his glory by the questions that he asks Job. Job is speechless and he can only listen. He knows that the answer to all those questions is no. Job cannot command the morning to appear. Only God. Job cannot explore the springs with the seas and come. Only God. Job cannot direct the movement of the stars. Only God. Job cannot shout to the clouds and make it rain. Only God. Job has come to an understanding of who he is talking to. The answer to why is who. Can we give the Lord some praise right now? The answer to why is who? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The answer to your why, the answer to my why is who? God has revealed to Job significant aspects of his character, which ultimately blessed Job toward the end of his life. God is the creator. God is in control. God is infinite in his wisdom. God is all-powerful. Colossians 1.16, God is creator. For, the, for through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made things we can see and things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He's existed before anything else. And he holds, he holds, he holds, he holds, he holds, he holds all creation together. That's the kind of God we serve. Jesus Christ created all things. Jesus created all things for himself. Jesus Christ is before all. Jesus Christ holds all things together. Jesus Christ is the preeminent person in all things. And so we give Jesus all the glory. We give Jesus all the praise. Jesus went to Calvary's cross for each and every one of us. He died on the cross for each and every one of us. For God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For God so loved us us, that he gave his only begotten son, that we who should ever accept him shall not shall be saved. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him. The world through him might be saved. He is a preeminent God. And he's worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of all the glory. He's worthy of all the honor. Why don't we just give him some praise right now? We serve a mighty, awesome God. We serve a good, 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 good God. Woo! Wonderful Savior. Wonderful Savior. Wonderful Savior. We praise your name. We magnify your name. We exalt your name. You're great and greatly to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I'm getting kojic on you now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Wonderful Savior. Glory to God. 
We serve an awesome God. He deserves our praise. Hallelujah. Let me wrap up. God is in control. Can somebody say amen? amen? We serve a God that's in control. He knows exactly what's going on in your life. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Huh? God is in control over circumstance. He's in control of conception and population. He's in control of good and bad, peace and war. He's in control of life, death, sickness, and health. He's in control of men's decisions and directions. He's in control of who will disobey and who will misunderstand. He's in control of who will obey and who is understanding. God is infinite in his wisdom. Give me two more minutes. He's infinite. Romans 11.33 says, Oh, how great are riches, God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions. We have to recognize that God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And he can do anything he wants. God is all-powerful. Revelation 19 and 6. Then I heard him again what sounded like the shout, the shout of a vast crowd or the roar of mighty ocean waves or the crash of loud thunder. Praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. Just give him a hand wave right now. Give him a hand wave right now. Praise the Lord for the Lord God omnipotent. He sits on the throne and he reigns. He sits high and he looks low. He sits on the throne. He reigns. What does it mean that God is omnipotent? It means that God is able. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask. Above all that we ask or think. God is a mighty God. God is an all-powerful God. God is an invincible God. God is an unstoppable God. His purpose cannot be stopped. What God has for you is? Oh, you don't know that one. Is that only in the chocolate church? Is that only in the black church? What God has for you is for you. His plan, his purpose cannot be stopped in your life. When you continue to serve him, when you continue to honor him, your purpose that he has for you cannot be stopped. Am I talking to anybody here? Yeah. Hallelujah. All things are possible for him. He upholds all things. He does not get tired. Aren't you so glad that we serve a God that can't get tired? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we get tired, right? Our kids come to us all the time, whether they be two years old or 22 years old, and they keep coming and coming, Dad, can you, Dad, can you? I said, man, I'm really tired, man. I'm tired. I am so tired. But we serve an awesome God that does not get tired. In Job 38 through 31, God asks Job a series of very uncomfortable questions about his creation. He responds to Job's why questions with who questions. 
God concludes his questioning to Job by asking him, do you have the answers? Can you do these things? Job has to admit that he cannot. Then God says, will you discredit my justice and condemn me just to prove you're right? In other words, God is saying to Job, how dare you complain about the way I'm running your life. I'm always deeply humbled by reading these chapters in Job 38 through 41. Maybe you are at that place where you're asking God the why questions. I look back when I was sitting in your seat when I was a college student and the why questions that I asked. Why did my parents have to divorce? Why did my brother have to get killed? Why did my other brother become a crack addict? Why did my girlfriend break up with me? I thought she was the love of my life. So I thought. I'm now married to the love of my life. Can I get an amen? Somebody here is broken up with a boyfriend or broken up with a girlfriend and you are yet devastated. Just keep on living. Keep on trusting God. Why is this class so hard? Now, maybe you are asking the questions today. Why are my parents putting me through so much pressure? Why can't I break this habit? Why am I struggling with same-sex attraction? Why can't I make any friends? Why am I so depressed? The answer to why is who. We can see God for healing. We can see God for breakthrough. We can see God for strength. We can see God for hope. We can seek God for power. We can seek God for guidance. We can seek God for peace of mind. We can seek God for power. We can seek him. So you know what? Ask me what? I'm, I promise you I'm closing. Ask me what? God is a big God. God is a big God. How big is God? How big and wide his vast domain to try and tell these lips can only start. He's big enough to rule the mighty universe yet small enough to live within my heart. How big is God? You can join me. How big and wide his vast domain to try and tell these lips can only start. He's big enough to rule the mighty universe, yet small enough to live within my heart. 
Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Hallelujah. You keep, we, keep, we serve an awesome God. I know I went long. I probably won't come back again. But I want you to understand, if you are asking the why questions, you can come to the altar right now. And Pastor Joshua will minister, you, minister to you and all the other past uh, faculty that are here. If you have a question, if you have a need, in the time that we have, I want, you to, I want to encourage you to come to the altar right now. If you need prayer, come to the altar right now. Hallelujah. If you need prayer and you don't have anything else to do after this, come to the altar right now. Come to the altar right now. We serve a God that can answer your why question. Maybe you have a question and you don't, haven't been able to get an answer. I want to encourage you to come to the altar right now. Hallelujah. Come to the altar right now. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to take the next five minutes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to lay hands. Touch right now, God. Touch right now, Lord Jesus. Touch right now, Jesus. You know what the needs are. You know what the concerns are. Touch right now, Lord. Wonderful Savior. Wonderful Savior. Wonderful Savior. Touch God. Touch right now, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Again, you can come to the altar if you need God to respond to you. Hallelujah.